This is episode 156 for Tuesday, December 4th, 2018, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we feature beer from Washington, and Alaska, and Delaware. (laughs) Hashtag IPA (laughs) (laughs) 4.0. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, Powers, and Jeremy, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you're kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back to another episode of Bruce Styles. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, okay, well, that's yep. Powers. <laughs> What's going on? How's it going, Powers? I'm doing all right. Haven't done anything in beer? Nothing? No, I mean, drank a little bit. Okay. I, I picked up a 12-pack of that 805 that we had the last time mm-hmm. we were on for ten ninety nine. So that was that was a good uh, couple days, just having that. Nice. But other than that, uh, nothing crazy. No, haven't brewed anything. Have been, uh, you know, just kind of getting through the holidays. I think at this point, so it seems like there's something every week. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, I've been boring. That's fair. <laughs> also joined by Travis. How's it going, Travis? Hello, everybody. Do anything in uh, beer this week? You know, I don't think so. It's been what <laughs> two weeks since we've. Recorded. Oh, over Thanksgiving break, I did have a couple brew days. I guess I haven't talked about those. I did a, uh, what was it, just like a Northern English brown, <clears throat> the same style as Newcastle. Brown. And I also did a blonde. It was the first beer I did from the Session Beers book that I purchased a year or two ago mm. and haven't touched. And I finally decided to do a, uh, do an ep- uh, do a, a recipe from that. Which they have a lot of actual commercial recipes that you can either do as a five gallon batch or a full commercial thirty barrel batch if you want to. And they had one in there from was it Russian River? I don't know, some kind of a blonde ale. So I just did two of those. And they two are two blondes. No. At the same time. <laughs> I did a, a blonde <laughs> and a brown. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Dang. Because I have just two tap handles left to create. You know, I started that project a year ago making tap handles. Yeah, and the brown style is the one I need to do, which I did that one uh, with this brew day, and then porter is the last one, and then I'll have completed my project. So excited! Nice. Congratulations! Yeah, it was fun. Nice. Need to, like type up a blog about it or something. <laughs> <laughs> also joined by Sawyer. How's it going, Sawyer? Hello, I'm doing well. Do you think in beer this week no. or last week? No, 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 no. 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 Yes. No. Oh. 
no. 50 no's and one yes means yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Busy with work, I guess. No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, I haven't really done anything in beer this week either. Except your mash tun looks like it's been through some through some stuff. Well, that's been a work in progress from a while back, so <laughs> yeah, that's old news. But um did spend some time working on the website, which we'll talk about in a second. So, yeah. But other than that, I've been drinking some beer. I had a, uh, a really old uh, Mango Smash IPA. Mm. Been, been sitting in my fridge since, like, June. Nice. It was still pretty good, actually. I was surprised. That's good. Usually that wouldn't taste too fresh after what? Yeah, I mean, the, the hot profile was very minimal. It wasn't very, you know, hoppy. But the mango part was still very prevalent, so it was still pretty tasty. Have the, we had that before? I don't remember. Or is that just something uh, you bought? I want to say I that I, I might have had that at Blue Bonnet, and it might have ended up on the recording mm. but there were a lot of things that ended up on the recording for yes. blue bonnet that <laughs> yes um, maybe a few things that didn't probably weren't quality co- content i'd say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well um speaking in other news this is the first year since i joined the homebrew club that i did not go to the christmas party oh wow i didn't go either it was last night and just wasn't feeling it hmm so it's okay. I got some things done this weekend. Spent some. I've been spending a lot of time out at my property trying to, you know, get rid of all the standing water, all that rain that we got left left half of it underwater, and it's really hard to do anything when it's underwater. So I've been digging and pumping and mm. all kinds of stuff. So it wasn't really didn't really have time and have a card in the cards to to go to the party this year. So, but I'm sure it was a good time as always. I'm sure we'll hear about all the shenanigans that happened. Later, Surely. But. Anyway, so, yeah, I didn't really do anything either, so that's it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice the day after a Christmas party, actually waking up refreshed and feeling nice instead of feeling like absolute trash. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you didn't go either, did I you, did not. Yeah. I still got drunk last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little hungover. I, I drank you a little a bit. You did a remote Christmas party. Yeah. I mean, they had a they had a beer pong table and everything. Oh, that's serious. Yeah. Partying with a, a bunch of... Pilots. 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 Hmm. Did you not see the picture? Uh, Some. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm making the Now it makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know who you were partying with. Yeah. I just thought, oh, cool beer pong table. Yeah. <laughs> I won't name names for reasons, but yeah. <laughs> well, as long as I didn't have to fly afterwards. No. Camaraderie. Yeah. Com- Camaraderie. Camaraderie. Wait, Justin, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, yeah, I got hammered. Awesome. Yeah, yay vodka. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you to our listeners. Thanks for tuning in every uh, couple of weeks now, I guess. Yep. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button so that whenever we do have a new episode pop up that you uh, you get it immediately. You know, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and on the old interwebs. All that stuff. You can also listen to our episodes directly from our website. Website. And speaking of our website, Stite. there has been a new addition. You can uh, now purchase your American Homebrewers Association membership through our website. We have a partnership with them now. And uh, your 
part of your membership fee comes back to us to help support this podcast and some of the the fees that go into producing it. You know, website hosting and beer purchase, say <laughs> whatnot. Beer. Um, so yeah, if you go to our website, you can learn about the AHA. Uh, a lot of different programs they offer, including the national uh, brewing competition um, that Travis and I both have sent entries off to. Um, so yeah. All that information can be found under the About section or under the Education section of our website. If you just click the, click that link from our website, it'll take you straight to the AHA website where you can get your membership. A lot of different perks uh, involved with being a member there, so I highly almost, suggest doing that. It almost sounded like you said parks and clink. Clink? Clink. Like? Yeah, like. <laughs> or like I'm in the clink. Yeah, some of their perks mm, they have would be discounts at some homebrew shops for ingredients. They also have discounts at uh, certain beer uh, restaurants. Like mm-hmm. I think BJ's is, is a part of their um, partnership, and so you know that's kind of a nice way to to get some of that back, uh, some of your money that you're using for the for the membership. Yeah. But also, if you're someone who's listening to this podcast and you are a homebrewer and you've you've been one for any period of time, it's always nice just to support a club that that really goes to bat for you. Uh, the, the AHA does a lot of stuff behind the scenes as far as uh, legislative. Like they are, they are very big on helping senators uh, at the state level to create, uh, create legis- uh, pro homebrew legislation. Mm-hmm. And then they have like the backings to, to lobby for that. And they, they really, uh, really pride themselves on educating other uh, congressmen, uh, men and women about, what this legislation is for so they like they are really going to bat for you whether you live in texas or uh, alabama or anywhere um it's it's always nice just to support a club that supports you mm-hmm. yep plus you also get a subscription to zymergy a magazine which has a lot of really cool things mm-hmm. in it um mm-hmm. usually the after the the competition happens the winners get their uh profiles and and recipes put into the magazine so you can actually brew it yourself which is cool so you can get the recipes from those top level brewers and and uh you know lots of different articles on techniques and new ingredients coming out and new products and it's jam-packed full of really cool information so mm-hmm. lots of benefits to joining we hi- highly suggest that you uh do that if you can but it has to be through our website Yes, because we're awesome. <laughs> Click the link, buy yes, the stuff. Do it, do it through our website and uh, our website. <clears throat> anyway, there you go. Yep. Check yep. out our website. BrewStyles.com. And while you're there. BrewStyles. <laughs> and while you're there, hit a contact link and shoot us an email. Let us know how, you, how we're doing. Powers has an email now. Oh, Whoa! shoot. Powers <laughs> at com. All right. I can't wait to get all of the emails from Viagra. Yay! Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> You'll get plenty of them. <laughs> I have yet to check my email. Ooh. <laughs> since we've started. So everyone's been emailing Sawyer, and that's a mistake. Probably so. Mm, good. Uh, we actually did get a real email this week. Did you see that, Chris? No. I wonder if it went just to me. I did notice... Oh, the other yeah, I saw that one. I didn't when I was looking at the website stuff today. I did notice that um, you have like a hundred and twenty something megs of our server tied up in your emails. What about mine? 
We, you and I only have like six. Oh, so I'm not so, getting any emails. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Travis is doing with his email, but he's taking up a lot of space on our server. It's, it's always gonna, nice to have a burner email address. I was, I, I was going to say, like things that like, maybe you don't want to pop up. On. Just, just <laughs> sign up for those like birthday clubs or something with a junk email. You yeah. know. <laughs> now I see what Travis has been doing with his email address. <laughs> no, you, you're right. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, we we got a message from Tony. Yeah, we did. Uh, really? Asking us if we wanted to set up a booth at Blue Bonnet as a vendor this year. Yeah. Really? I guess he's one of the organizers for the event. I'd be down for that. How much does it cost? It's free. Really? Yeah. Oh. They, they, they suggest that we give some uh, some swag for raffle prizes. Yeah. But and I want to be in the main room. And do we get like loud free enough. entry slash Probably ability not. to browse around? Uh, Probably not. Eh. Anyway, right. so uh, <laughs> yeah, put uh, put blue bonnet on your calendars, and uh, you might see us there. So, anyway, all right. So with our banner, yes, not Bruce, which banner. is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um. All right. So we set out this week to talk about Washington. Yeah, we did. Um, that was a wash state, not DC. I see what you did there. Yes. Um. And what we thought were, you know, breweries that we could get a hold of. <laughs> Bless you. Twice, yeah. And what we thought were breweries we could get a hold of um, turned out to be rather difficult to find. So mm-hmm. um, we did find one brewery from Washington. Yeah. And then we just started off shooting from there. So we've got beers from Alaska and. Delaware, which is strange. You see, I feel, I feel like my call made sense. Like Washington, yeah, pretty close to, to Alaska. Um, Sawyer was just like, yeah, Delaware sounds good. Well, but clearly he picked up his. It's, I'm guessing a, a new release because I never. Yeah, seen it before, no, I so. made sure that we have not had it on the podcast, right? But my my other thinking was I didn't want to go back down south to California because hmm. uh, we've already had a bunch of beer from there. Oh, so yeah. I just thought I would do something different. Yes. No, that's fine. So there. he didn't. He didn't want to go down south to California, so he went all the way east. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there, there are so many breweries that used to send their beers here to Texas, and I guess don't distribute here anymore. Like Red Hook, I know I've had ton of their stuff. Like Pike, Twisted Pine. <clears throat> I haven't seen Pike in a while. Pyramid, Twisted Pine, Colorado. Colorado. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, and Noli, I haven't oh, seen them in a while. I did do something in beer this week. I forgot. <laughs> Because he was so drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was after beer. Yes. I went and played a gig after this, but uh, <laughs> I went drinking with Eddie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? Uh, we, I had messaged him to ask him a question about uh, his truck, and we just got to talking, and we are like, hey, let's hang out. And so we picked a day, and I went over to his house, and we drank a whole bunch of stouts that he had sitting around. They were like two and three years old. Yeah, he has that massive beer fridge outside. Yeah, but the cool thing was is that he brewed a pepper beer. Yeah, and we tried it back to back with Ghostface Killer. Yeah, and it is spicier and much hotter than Ghostface Killer. Killer. Habanero chili peppers. <laughs> Have some habaneros in there. Y- yes, there there was a lot of different things in there. Uh, I don't remember exactly what was in there, but. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's if it, it, and it's really good. So, y'all need to go hang out with Eddie and try his beer. 
You'll definitely do that. Hashtag nice. just saying. Yeah. Bet he's pleased with that then if it's hotter. Yeah. And then after dry, after drinking all those beers, I think we went through like six or seven, I drove to Dallas and played a gig. <laughs> nice. And drank more. All right. Well, the uh, the beers that we are going to drink today are from Washington, Alaska, and Delaware. Alaska is sixth on the list of most breweries per capita. With six point eight, okay, hmm. which is lower population. Yeah, yes. So maybe they just brew a lot of beer up there. I guess they just had an earthquake there too. It's the only way you stay warm by Stop by drink. having an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> What's shaking, man? <laughs> it was seven point zero in magnitude. Dang. Yeah, it was uh, in Anchorage. Wow. Yeah. And then right underneath Alaska, geologically as well, kind of, Washington uh, is, what is that, seventh? Yeah, seventh mm-hmm. with 6.7 breweries per capita. Oh. So they're right next to each other, sixth and seventh. Now, I'd imagine Washington is much more populous. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. Mm. And quite a ways down, I'm not going to count this because it would take forever, Delaware is at 2.9. To print underneath Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, hmm. and Virginia. <laughs> I just oh wow it. yeah, <laughs> but above Indiana and South Dakota, hmm. which we've already featured South Dakota. So there are breweries other than Dogfish Head in Delaware. Apparently so. Oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where they put them. The state's so small. I know. <laughs> yeah. So we have a pretty wide smattering of of states and and rankings as far as per capita goes, but. Anyway, so, so it's interesting. A wide variety if, of styles to try too, right? If uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Um two. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Anyway, so I guess we'll start with Washington, since that was our initial <laughs> plan. Yes. Oh right. So let's get started. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so you're drunk already. <laughs> That'll be a nice drop, I guess. As we mentioned, we're going to begin with Washington. And the two beers we have from them are both from the same company, Elysian, which, uh, if you remember, was involved in the controversy uh, I think three or four years ago where they were bought out by Anheuser-Busch <clears throat> and shortly after that was the Super Bowl when Budweiser had a commercial about you know their beers for real men and they don't they don't make things like peach pumpkin ales and the, the company Elysian that they had just purchased the month prior had a peach pumpkin ale and um, hmm. that was I'm sure that, that a made them feel step. Pretty good. Hashtag fail. Whoops. Yeah. And so that would have been uh, 2014, I believe, Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Um, so we have this in front of us now, the Elysian Dayglow IPA. It'll be interesting to see if the quality has changed at all since they have now been under their management for four years um, or if they still make a quality product. Who knows? We shall see. Dayglow India Pale Ale. Dayglow crashes the party with the juicy beat of hops. 
dripping with tropical, sunshiny mosaic and sparkling with touches of El Dorado and Centennial, contains wheat. 7.4%, which is different from what it had listed on Untapped. Yes. Untapped was like 6.8 or something, or 6.3. 6.5. Yeah. 6.5. On this label, 7.4. Interesting. Well, someone's wrong. Probably not the bottle. <clears throat> and Total Line strikes again. No! How bad? Total Wine strikes again. This says 14th of June, 2018. Uh, 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 best Buy or Bottled On? Yeah. Probably. Well, it's an IPA, so well, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, best Buy sells electronics. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. So this beer is just about six months old. Yeah, what is According it? It's December date. now? Yeah. How about that? So will she? I think this would be flying <laughs> off the shelves with the tiger with the laser shooting out of its eyes. Yeah, got... t- tell us about the label, Sawyer. Oh, uh, my pleasure, because uh, <laughs> it's pretty epic. Well, uh, it's green and with a yellow-ish tiger with laser beams coming out of the eyeballs. Uh, it actually looks kind of intimidating, uh, and it also looks very seventies esque. Yes, it does. Uh, Dr. Evil would approve. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's basically what you would see if you dropped LSD and then went to the zoo, or if you dropped LSD and your cat hopped up on your bed. I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I got the Hoppy Hanukkah 2018 badge and hopped up level 19. Hmm. I don't celebrate Hanukkah. It's a little cloudy. Land of the Free, level 97. Man. <laughs> I was tanked that day. Appearances. Kind gold. of a, a dark gold. Yeah. Dark gold. Retentive white head. Especially in a, <laughs> in, a in a tall red hook stained glass. You know, I that think was this surge is, poured. I think this is going to become my regular glass. Oh, you know, good. Frado's got his Negro Modelo glass. What? I was about to yeah, say that say? was Negro. <laughs> No, he, guys, he said vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Regular. 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 Anyway. Uh, so this is going to be my designated glass. Racist. From now on. It has a very strong malt profile. Yeah, I was about to say it's very bready. Yeah, that's what the first thing I got in the aroma was kind of a, a sweet malt. Yeah. This is a I, damn good beer. <laughs> Sawyer says he's hungover from last we night. I'm not. I'm not sure if he's not still drunk from last yeah, night. It's a possibility. Yeah. I would not say drippy with tropical fruits. No, no tropical hops and sunshiny mosaic. The it, mosaic is there though. It yeah. may have been at one point. It's not overpowering. Six months after the date on the bottle. No, that doesn't come through. This flavor profile kind of reminds me of a double IPA, just with the malty sweetness kind of back. Backbone going up against the the hoppy bitterness. Mm-hmm. Of course, the hop profile is pretty much gone. Yeah, because the bottle is six months, at least six months old. I do still get some tropical fruit. Yeah, there's yeah. a little it's bit. Not, of, yeah, there's a little bit of sweetness drippy, there. But, yeah, yeah, it's like a maybe a sweet berry kind of character. Super duper sweet. I'd say probably. I'd never had this one before, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Hmm. But I can taste the mosaic. This doesn't compare to Hackershore. I can get the mosaic for sure. I mean, huh. Hmm? 
Thanks for that. Yeah. I can imagine what it might have been at one point. <laughs> and it probably would have been something that I would have liked a lot. But letting it sit around on a shelf six months after the date printed on the bottle, uh, not conducive to a good, fresh IPA. No. No, nah, it sits pretty stale. <clears throat> the batteries agree. <laughs> the, the mouth feels kind of slick and creamy, too. So, uh, maybe a little. It's not very refreshing. It's a little syrupy. Yeah, almost like Tussin. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling okay. I don't know. This is a weird beer. <laughs> yeah, this is really weird. I'm I'm having trouble with this one. Well, you could pour some whiskey I think, in uh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a weird beer. Powers doesn't have to work tomorrow. We've so. done this before. <laughs> oh, God. We have our table. Our table whiskey is back. Yes, because we were. The deal was that someone had to pull it out of the fridge every time. So it's a new label. What? What? Well, since the last time we had an official table whiskey. Oh, oh, yes. Because we had like four in the last episode. Yeah. So this one is the one fourteen old granddad. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is actually not bad. It's a good one for yeah. being one fourteen proof. Yeah. No kidding. But anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, uh, I guess this that's one, it with Alyssa and Dayglo. Yeah. I would be willing to give it another try. A fresh one? Fresh, sure. Yeah. I, like even on, on tap, maybe? I don't even hate it as it is. You know, it's just, eh. Like, it's it's not drain power by any by any means. It's just, it, it's just not what I would expect uh, when I would grab it off the shelf. Like, is this, sure. is this a new beer for them? Um, I had never seen it before. I mean, usually when I year. see a Lizzie and I see I see the space space dust. Yeah, uh-huh. that's um, what I'm familiar with. So, <clears throat> I I go to the MotoGP in April down in Austin area, Bastrop at the Circuit of the Americas, and of course they got the beer carts and stands and everything everywhere. It's always you know the same Bud Light, Miller Light. Uh, anyway, they do have one stand that has craft beer. Mm-hmm. And Elysian is always there, probably because they were bought out by... Yeah. But um, it's always the Space Dust. Right. So I would be interested to see if Dayglow is there this next year. I'll definitely look for it and try it again uh, when it's fresh. For sure. They got 69,000 ratings on Untapped. I don't know how that compares to their other beers, but maybe it has been around for... Well, I would say it's been around for at least a full year, a full season. Because if the the alcohol number on Untapped is different from the one we have in the label, then they've gone through at least one cycle and decided to change to change things. So I bet this has been around for a little while. Maybe we haven't been distributed. It hasn't been sent to Texas until recently. Yeah. Just as a point of reference, their other IPA, Space Dust, has two hundred fifty six thousand ratings. Right. Okay. Well, that one's been distributed. Around it's here been around for, for years, a few, for, yeah, several years. Yeah. But still, you know, the it, it probably is a little newer on their lineup than than the Space Dust. Yes. Maybe they wanted something that was a little bit less alcohol because Space Dust isn't marketed as a double. Anyway, we'll talk about that one later. But um, <clears throat> if only we had that one. 
Um, because this one on untapped originally was put at 6.5%, but on this bottle, like Travis mentioned earlier, it's seven something, 7.4. So I wonder why that's, that's another point is why did they change the ABV on it? Welcome to Bruce Styles. More questions and answers. Yep. As always. <clears throat> so my bangability of this, <laughs> you know, it's four. Hmm. Just two, yeah. Ugh. I'm gonna agree with foe. It does still maintain a, a fair level of bitterness, even though the hop flavor has severely dropped off from what I imagine it was when it was fresh. Yeah, I would just I would like to have that flavor along with it. Yeah, I think it's five. It's so so. I think I'll go up to five. A five, a well, <laughs> not a fry. We're all struggling today. Yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to the struggle bus. Well, the day after the Christmas party is supposed to sound like this anyway. Driven so. by Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. Oh, God. That's Gary? Scary. Oh, I was like, who's Gary? <laughs> That's the snail on uh, SpongeBob. Mm. <laughs> BJCP for this would be fairly low because the hops aren't yeah. popping. Yeah. They're not bright. It's not the highlight of the style. Oh, I'd say mid. <clears throat> just, just a touch. Just a touch. Hi. <laughs> would you go into the 20s, like high 20s, or would you say low 30s? I think 30s might be a little high. 29, maybe. I think if we had this, we would be smart enough to realize that it's an older example. Because right. we've had plenty of IPAs that the hops have dropped off, and it comes through in this as well. <laughs> And yeah. so that would be part of what I would write is to be sure to submit a fresh example. Right. I think it would go into the 20s. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You always hesitate to go into the 20s because, you know, it's a little harsh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're going to submit an yeah. IPA, it needs to be fresh. Because you yeah. can give it a score of 29 and that's good. 30 becomes very good. And I don't think this is a very no. good example. No, it's not. No. 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 But that being said, Elysian, I would give this another try. If, okay. I, if I'm if i at mm-hmm. um, like on tap or Cool Keg and I, and I see it up there, I will for sure give this a try. I can tell what it's supposed to be. Yes. You know, and what it's supposed to be seems pretty good. It's just not. It's just not good. <laughs> we should just go to Washington. Okay. I'd be down. Yeah. And then, and then go to Germany. From Washington. Yep. Go like to Germany fly. from Washington. Yeah. Yep, Germany via Washington. That's a. I'm sure that's a. That's a trip most people yeah. take. Then we could fly Alaskan Airlines. Ruling Stark here. <laughs> anyway, so speaking of space dust, we like do have that one as well. So let's, let's go. Let's get into that one. All right. So it does not have a whole lot of information on it, just like the the day glow. But it does say the hopping is pure star glow energy with Chinook to bitter and late to dry editions of Citra and Amarillo. 8.2%. No, it is not marketed as a double IPA. Nope. But the 8.2 is well outside of the... Uh, <laughs> so it's Imperial. BJCP qualifications of an American IPA. Savor the moment as the <laughs> raging hop character engages the Imperial. And this one says 13th of August 2018. So we got like two less months on this one that we did the last one that's a start yeah so it's a bit of nice we'll see how it goes well this one's also kind of hazy 
goldish color like the last one. I would one. say much more hazy than the last one. It's like goldish yellowish. Yeah, I could I could still see through the last one. This one I can't really. I mean, I could see a little bit through. Like, I, can I can see, see your sil- face. I could see silhouettes. The Dayglow had things. <laughs> Dayglow had things coming out of the tiger's eyes, and this has things coming out of the <laughs> hop's mouth. Yeah. So Elysian has some sort of a fetish with just <laughs> things coming out of different. Or they're all parts of tripping the whenever they come up with these uh, labels. Yeah, that one's a little. Maybe they did acid psychedelic. Like also, this this hop head guy looks crazy. Like he's real happy about this stuff coming out of his mouth. Yeah. It's like huh. he's got hoppy, rosy cheeks, and he's smiling. <laughs> I don't know. Take my space dust. <laughs> kind of weird. This. this is what happens when I get your beer. Anyway, so we went from uh, Mosaic to Citra okay, and Chinook and Amarillo. Ooh, I like those. Chinook is a helicopter. I like two out of three anyway. <laughs> Aromas. Which one do you not like out of those? Amarillo. That's in Texas. But that's kind of I'm a generic even. American hop. Mm-hmm. I do not like it. Because it's not punchy and... Oh, too tame for you. Yeah, like that and Columbus. I think those are just kind of... That's the, in Ohio. Come on, yeah. Sawyer. Ohio, 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 Ohio. <clears throat> 20 goes through there, right? Yes. Uh, I'm getting a similar... Like it's it's not as prevalent as the day glow, but I'm getting a similar sweetness on the aroma. Like, yeah, I I would say there is a little bit more hop character on this one. I yeah, exactly. But the probably because char- it's fresher. Yes, but the malt character is similar. I'd yeah. say. Um. But yeah, there is a lot more hop on that for sh- on this one for sure. Citra elements come through for me. Mm-hmm. Which always, I mean, it's it's meant to be like a a real citrus heavy. But also has some notes of you know, the the, the tropical fruit and, and mosaic. As far as the hop itself, the anytime I see citra used, it's always very prevalent. I can still pick it up in this. It it's not, you know, like it's not a fist coming out of the glass hitting me. Yeah, like I would expect. But it's also a bottle that came from August, so maybe some of that has dropped off. But there's enough in there to at least know where it came from. In the flavor, I would say the the hop flavor profile is much stronger in this one than Ooh, on the Elysian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fresher. It still has that weird, sweet, malty, almost brown sugar thing going on, though. I like that though. See, I like I like the sweeter things in beer. I I'm not one for just a straight up bitter beer. So but I'm drinking an IPA. I'm expecting the hop to be the showcase, and I don't want that, like, I wouldn't say sickly sweet, like, you know, syrupy, but it's kind of headed that direction. So with the sweetness, couldn't you also kind, in a way, call this an English IPA? Since those are mm, kind except of... the flavor profile's all wrong. Well, yeah, yeah but, I mean, English <laughs> IPAs are sweeter. Well, they are, but, but the hop character is much different. I don't know that they're sweeter, but they, they're more earthy. Yeah. I always thought that they were sweeter. When I had one. Well, you're allowed to have a little bit more sweetness in, in the English IPA, just a little bit. Um, I like a lot of sweetness. But but you're but in these American <laughs> IPA examples, you're supposed to have more of the New World that we're getting from Elysian. 
Uh, whereas in an English, you're supposed to get kind of those uh, more English, earthy, floral, spicy hops mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not. I really don't. I'm, I'm not speaking in terms of hops. I'm just talking about the sweetness. Oh, well, yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is probably midway between what I would expect this to taste like and what Dayglow was. Um, just I, you know, th- th- this has more hop character to it. Um. A little bit more of the bitterness, I'd say. It's it doesn't it doesn't have anywhere near that uh creamy mouthfeel that the Dayglow had, I'd say. Yeah, it's a little thinner. It's thinner than that, yeah. Now I have had this one at the Moto GP, fresh from a keg. Mm-hmm. And the flavor profile's not that far off. I mean it was a little brighter. Okay. But not not enough for me to say this this is a bad bottle or it's too old. Yeah, this is fine. So, with that being said, I wonder how far off the day glow actually was. I don't know. What I will say is this isn't my favorite IPA. No, it's not. Um, but when it's the only option, it's not bad. Oh, yeah, exactly. Huh. You yeah, picking I, up the 8%? Eh, not really. No? Yeah, there's not really any warming effects to it. I will tell you, sitting at the motorcycle race when it's you know ninety plus outside, you, you feel it, it pretty up, quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have two of these, and you're like, "Woo! All right, let's go!" <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but when you're paying, you know, eight dollars a beer, then yeah, <laughs> heck, that's a good deal for this at a at a you know yeah. sporting arena. I mean, yeah. you, you get the Bud Miller Coors stuff uh, for. <clears throat> Michelob Ultra is a big thing. Two dollars are on my pants. <laughs> you get one of those for you know six, and you get this one well, for eight. Well, Mick Ultra so. is basically water. That's perfect for the racetrack. Yeah, it helps you rehydrate. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, this would be yeah at eight at eight bucks. I'd buy this at the at the racetrack for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Five ability rating. <laughs> six. I was gonna say. Yeah, six. It takes better, yeah. you know, it's than the lighter. last one. <laughs> it's 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 a lot lighter. Yeah, it's lighter. It's it's slightly slightly more refreshing, but it doesn't have the Tussin effect. But I would keep it at six because it is you know eight point two percent. I'm I'm gonna come up on this one, but I'm gonna come up to where you guys came up to out of six as well. I'm tempted to keep this at a five because while the flavor has improved, there's also more, I think there's a little bit more of a bitterness and uh, the alcohol level, even though if you can't really detect it, it's still, it's still there. And maybe halfway through pounding the bottle, you start to realize, uh Oh, so I think I'm still going to keep this at a five for poundability. Huh? I do like it better though. Yeah. I think that the, Decrease sweetness earns it a point. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think I think the decreased sweetness earns it two points, and the the increased hop complexity takes a point away. That's why I came up one point. That's fair. Yeah. As far as BJCP goes, do we want to do BCJP? Well, Chris just said so. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect this one to be entered as an imperial. 
because of the alcohol content. And I think it would fit that category a lot better. I think the flavor profile fits. If you just put it in as American IPA, I would say it's not bright enough. But with that strong malt backbone that it has, even if with with it not being maybe the freshest example, it would still do well in the Imperial IPA category. I agree with that. Yeah. Why not a double IPA? I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, you are. Because that's not a BJCP category. Imperial is? Yes. But I thought they were arguing about the difference between the two. Commercially. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. You just got dabbed on, dude. Chris (laughs) is over here dabbing. No, I'm not. Dabbing on the veins. Yeah, I think it... it, Not drinking the emperor. If it were... (laughs) If it were entered as a Imperial IPA as opposed to American, I think it would do better. America. Because it does have a, a, a fairly strong malt backbone to it, which you need to balance out the the bitterness of the hops, which I've picked up that flavor in huh. a lot of the, uh, the Imperial IPAs we've had before. Yeah. I'd like to note that the Dayglow very specifically said... In the description that it contains wheat. Okay. <laughs> and this one does not. I tried to hold out it and I couldn't. Yep, well, it didn't happen. like a fart. <laughs> I'm oh, sitting sorry, here. Power. I'm sitting here trying to add content. And, and here's Chris my ruining, ruining my party. <laughs> but it's. I just find it interesting. Like, apparently the Dayglow had wheat in it and this one did not. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I found the the malt character to be pretty similar coming across between the two, but yeah, we'll see. Interesting. I'm really curious to know why they didn't market this one as Imperial or Double. Do they have a do they have another line that's Imperial or Double that you know they might not want to be running up against? Maybe it's their real real hoppy hop hop hopper hopperoo. IPA, I don't know. No, oh, sorry. Uh, they do. They've got a couple actually. Um, huh. so the they have Imperial IPA Hubris Huge IPA. Huge. Huge. <laughs> it was huge. Uh, they have Chroma, which is a key oak, or sorry, Chroma Key, which is an oak aged Imperial IPA. They also have. Konashiki, Blessing. which is an Imperial IPA. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the next one down is called Squeeze Box. That's a fruit beer. Uh, I just thought the name was funny. <laughs> anyway, so just a quick glance through uh, Untapped. They do have a couple of Imperial IPAs. Let's see. Hubris Huge is at 8.7%. So that's really not... Not too far off, it's just like half, half a half a point, point higher. Yeah. Uh, the Oak Imperial good. is at eight percent, so that's even less. Uh, Konashiki is at eight percent, which is even less. Oh, Konashiki! But it also, looking at those numbers, uh, they have higher IBUs. They're at eighty, and I think this one's at like sixty. That's a lot of pittering. Yeah, this one's at sixty-two IBUs. And their imperials are 80, so maybe they're thinking 
double as in hot bitterness and not alcohol content. At 85 IPUs. Yeah. How did you know? I'm a sorcerer. <laughs> I can't say what I wanted to say. You're a wizard, Soya. Oh, geez. <laughs> so anyway, I don't. maybe they're thinking hop level and not alcohol. Because they have Imperial oh, IPAs oh, that are lower oh, alcohol oh. than this one. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have a nice Mr. Wiggles after the show. Mm. Let's not say we didn't. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, that was Washington for you. Tremendous. Yeah. Maybe maybe if they send us some more of their beer, we'll, we'll try to work them into another episode. But we must continue onward to the Northwest, which there's only one more state. More Northwest? More Northwest than Washington, yes. Wow. And there's only one state that's more northwest than Washington. And it's not Delaware. And what it is. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. (laughs) Where's where's mine? We haven't heard mine in a long time. Which one? The the explosive one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) However. This one. <laughs> oh, oh, God. It's yeah. a painful one. <laughs> Jesus. Yikes. Not a good time. Uh, oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> my goodness. Continue on, Powers. Right. Yes. <laughs> Do and, continue. And what it and, is, yes. is Alaska. And much like Washington, we only really get one Alaskan brewery, which, um, as should be no, no surprise to anybody, it's Alaskan Brewing. Oh, yeah, don't say um, mo- Moment of silence for Anchorage. As they just had a 7.0 earthquake. Oh no! One sit. Oh. <laughs> Golly, we are so bad at these moments of silence oh. for Glenn, guys. For, for Glenn. Glenn. Mm. For Glenn. I drove through Glenn Heights the other day. Oh my God! I'm serious. Well, just north of Waxahachie. Right now, we have something a little bit fresher, a little bit different than what we normally get from Alaska. It's called Smash Galaxy. It's a double IPA. It's single malt and single hop. Single malt. Malt. <laughs> malt. Thank you. Malt, nigga. Yeah. This one is best by February 2nd of 2019, so we shouldn't have freshness issues. Did we get any electronics with this one? Uh, Like maybe a TV? Free TV with purchase of sleep pack? Dude, that'd be awesome. Really? They're super cheap now. Yeah, you can get a 70 inch for 700 bucks. And that's in 4K. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Anyway. I might do that. This one rings in at 86 IBU and 8.5% ABV. Why? Yes. Uh, their website does so have a little. This is the highest of the day. Space dust was there's eight n- two. Yeah. There's I, no marijuana in this. No, there's no marijuana. But what it does have is um, a balanced aroma that gives intense passion fruit, light guava, and herbal notes similar to thyme, and hints of exotic citrus. The hop aroma is balanced by light honey notes that are characteristically associated with the malt of a crisp pilsner. The flavor has an initial rush of tropical fruit and herbal notes that linger intensely. The galaxy hops take center stage, and after several seconds, the juicy hop notes are joined by the very intense bitterness typical of this Australian variety. So, uh, it's just one malt, pilsner malt, and one hop, galaxy. So, uh, let's... uh, Let's take a look at it. See what we can uh, see. What we can parse from that. I've brewed with Galaxy before. Uh huh. I don't remember it being that tropical, but mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. Well, I, I mean, it was Australian. 
Yeah. Galaxy, I mean, that I seems like it encompasses either. the entire solar system. What? What? Be, and beyond. Yes. Do okay. infinity and beyond. <laughs> oh, see, because on the website, anytime I buy a Galaxy Hops, it starts with AU. Yeah, which stands for Australia, obviously. Right. But yes. I always, in my mind, associated with astronomical unit, oh, okay. galaxy. <laughs> and so I never really thought about what country it came from. There's also the Ford <laughs> galaxy, nerd. right? It's Ford. Sawyer's cut off. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> Way to go, Eddie. Eddie's not even here. Don't blame me. Oh, I miss Eddie. Man, this is pretty clear. When it I, is clear. When I brewed with my Alex. Whoa. Whoa. What? Alexy. You're Alex. Who's Alex? I was going to say Alexy. Uh, he's one of the interns that's uh, locked in the sewers beneath hey. UTA. <laughs> when I brewed with oh. Alexy, uh, that was my Millennium Falconers IPA. Uh-huh. And I had Millennium Hops, Falconers Flight, and Galaxy. So maybe that's why I didn't really get the no magnum or, or tropical stuff because it was kind of mixed in. Covered up. Yeah. So it's uh, slightly hazy. Yeah, very slightly. Yeah, very slightly. It's, it's probably just, clearer than just, just the other two. Oh no, it's definitely clearer than the other two, but it's just a touch hazy. It's got a yeah. dark gold color. Like I can, I I can see Powers's sweater. He tried to mix thing. it up too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it said refermented in the bottle or something. It said sedimentation may occur. Yeah. Well, so, that means I'll have the any. poops later. Whoa. It's a dark gold color, decent, decent head retention on it. Yeah, I felt like it was going to be explosive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at my glass. That's a oh, head over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's rocky. Yeah. <clears throat> Boosy head. Balboa. My beer's almost gone because I've been drinking it. Oh. <laughs> well, tell right. us what you think. You should catch up. It's pretty good. I, uh, the aroma is, I mean, it, aroma it's is, a lot... <laughs> I wouldn't say bland, but there's a lot less going on in the aroma than the other two, just because that multi sweetness isn't there. But you can definitely pick up the hot profile. It's uh, and it's built as a double IPA, so right. And with the Pilsner malt, you wouldn't expect to get a whole lot of sweet aroma. No, I mean, not at all. Might be a little crackery note, but that would be covered up by the hops pretty easily, which mm-hmm. it is here. Yes. I do not like this beer. Oh, breaking news. Yeah. Um, there's something weird about it in the, in the flavor. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it kind of smelled like a burnt hairdryer. Whoa. I wasn't really sure. It's kind of moving in that direction, actually. Because I think I know what you're talking about, because I've noticed it, too. And I wasn't really sure what, what it was. was. That? <laughs> Is that bubble voice? Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's like you were talking, but your body was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. I was <laughs> I'm leaving that in there. Great. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but it's weird, right? I was hoping only I heard that. Oh, no. Nope. It came through the headphones. <laughs> okay. Loud and clear. So if it came through the headphones, that means our tens of listeners will hear it. Wow. <laughs> that was interesting. Anyways. Um, anyway, so I think I know what you were talking about. And right? I wasn't really sure. I couldn't put my finger on it. Uh, but then when Power said honey. Mm. Mm, let me try this that again. That was something that I wasn't quite expecting to get out of this. 
Hmm. But there is something strange that I guess might be honey. I'm not oh, really sure. Yes, I get it now. I can okay. kind of get it on. The I know aroma. what this compares directly to, even though it's not an IPA. Uh, the hop Hackershore. No, not Hackershore. I was going to say Super B. The the hop fusion uh, uh, blonde. Feisty blonde? Yeah, that one. Yeah. This tastes like that. <sighs> without, I don't think so. Without the vanilla and yeah, all without, the other crap they have in that. Without beer. all the other things that make it feisty blonde. Yeah, yes. that one's pretty pretty strong, pretty intense. Yeah, but this one has is kind of leaning in that direction. I mean, because this doesn't taste like feisty redhead, and I love feisty redhead. Uh, like cherry cough syrup. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. No. But I think if I were to equate this to another beer, it'd probably be Super B, but not to the level that Super B is because that's a rye beer and honey. You mean it wouldn't be the Dinkle Acker? No. Uh, Dinkle. But I'm not sure if that odd thing that I'm tasting is the honey. It might be. I think it is. I, I think it is. I think this beer would have been a lot better without the honey. Yes. You know, if you're going to do a smash beer and then you add honey... It's not really a smash. I mean, I guess it is, but you're throwing all this other crap in there with it. It's. They don't necessarily say they add honey to it. It's just they say that there are honey notes. And I think that they're saying that it comes from their malt. I don't know. Pilsner does not I, have a honey profile. I don't think so either. And I don't think Galaxy does because they're talking about tropical notes. Um, tropical and honey, I don't think would go well together yeah maybe that's why it's got a weird hmm. i mean overall i think it's fine it's a it's a good beer it's just it there's okay. it it's like 10 degrees off so so normal. rereading rereading that sentence um the hop aroma is balanced by light honey notes that are characteristically associated with the malt of a crisp pilsner they say that the malt of a crisp pilsner is associated with honey aroma I don't necessarily agree with that. I yeah, I, I don't didn't know think that so I would either, either. But but Pilsner's going to be uh, very light, crackery. Yeah, and honey. No. Yeah, think about not. like a German Pilsner. That's a hundred percent Pilsner malt, and I'm not really pulling honey out of yeah, you know, Bex or anything. I've never drank a Pilsner and thought, oh, honey. <clears throat> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, but as far as. Uh, as far as the flavor goes, um, you know, I, I don't think that there's nearly the complexity that they're kind of saying that, that we were going to get uh, in, in their little blurb. Um, I don't necessarily get tropical fruit off of this. Um, I well, get a decent bitterness. You don't normally get a lot of complexity out of smash beers. Right. At least not in my experience. I mean, usually complexity comes from either uh, a very well-tuned grain bill mm-hmm. or aging. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that includes some, some yeast profiles. Right. When you think complexity, smash beer is not the first thing that comes to my mind. I mean, it's single malt, single hop. Right. That's not really complex. That's I want to showcase a malt and a hop. But even like the the because they, they they say well tropical fruit and herbal all right and they linger intensely before the bitterness takes in huh that sounds to me like a PR guy was trying to talk up this beer but didn't really know exactly what he was talking about yeah. that's what I'm thinking because 
this is like their blurb is pretty off base. I mean, it's it's a good beer. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I, I don't agree with half of what's in their description of it, though. No, true. Hmm. That's good beer, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Travis, you're shaking your head a lot, but yeah. Well, well, <laughs> what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking through the other Alaskan beers we've had, and they're really well known for their smoked porter. That's one of their biggest hits. Yeah. Very well made. Yeah. Um, and then other beers we get from them would be the, the amber and the white. As far as like an Alaskan IPA, this is probably the first time I've had anything like that from them that's on the hoppy side of the spectrum. Maybe it's a new venture for them. Yeah, maybe so. Um, or maybe it's just the first thing that we've gotten. Um, God, there's such a huge selection that I, I can't pick apart things anymore about what we have had and what we don't get. But Well, and at first, too, I thought, you know, maybe this is a, a situation where they're called Alaskan and their main breweries in Alaska, but they have a satellite brewery here in the States, you know, proper, states proper. <laughs> Continental. There you go. Um, but at, looking at the label, because, you know, Hawaii, uh, what's the what's the brewery? Kona. Kona, yeah. They've, they've got satellite breweries. Yeah, which they got oh, sued yeah. for, by yeah, the we, way. Yeah. We talked about and that. And we've talked about that a couple of times. But looking at the bottle, it just says Alaskan Brewing Co. <clears throat> in Juneau, Alaska. Yes. Bottle, uh, brewed and bottled in. So I maybe, they, maybe it is straight from Alaska. Well, it's got to be uh, frost brewed being up there. <laughs> So I'm sure that has some sort of mm-hmm. effect on it. Cold is the Arctic. Yeah, insane. <laughs> cold that. is the Rocky Mountains. Rockies up there. They don't have no. mountains that turn blue, guys. No. I don't know if it's cold. Anyway. It's a lot better than butt chugging. Oh, well, it's no. a lot better. Uh, on that note, then let's ask about this. I'd pound the crap. No. So what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Hitting all the wrong buttons today. Uh, I'm gonna go down back one more point. That was not proper English. Uh, five. Five. The last one I had six. I'm going to go up to seven on this one. Just because the, the sweetness in the last one still, the last two actually, are what brought the poundability down. The fact that this is Pilsner-based makes it more poundable for me. Yeah, I'm going up uh, as well. The last two I gave a five. I'll go up to a six, maybe even a seven, because it's it's a little bit thinner. Um, however, the the alcohol warmth is starting to come through on this one, and it didn't come through on the other two. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Yes. Um, might have been that I had a little bit of the table whiskey, but no. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, this is, a, th- this is a pretty solid seven, I think. It's... Um, it's not super complex. It's got a little bit of bitterness to it, which brings it down a touch. Um, alcohol warmth is there, but it's not there at the beginning. I don't think. I didn't. I, I didn't really get the alcohol warmth at the beginning. I think as it's warmed up, it's come through a little bit better. So if I'm pounding minded with this beer, I'm probably going to try to drink as much of it while it's cold. So yeah, seven sounds right. Okay. Well, guys, it's been fun, but I have to roll out. Oh, you got somewhere to be, don't you? Yeah, I gotta go play the tuba. All right, well, have fun with that. We're gonna do I some will. more beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll probably drink after I'm done. Cool. So, all right, we'll keep drinking here. You can call in. <laughs> I'll call in from the stage. We'll patch you in as you're driving. I'll give you a roadie. <laughs> oh, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> oh goodness. 
Well, as Sawyer leaves, we're going to uh, hop on our own plane and go to the other side of the U.S. <laughs> for our next beer. Well, and as uh, as Sawyer asked, and I'm so glad he did, and as he's also exiting the room, we're going to drink his beer. We're going to head on over to the other coast, the uh, not the west coast, but the best coast. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Delaware is, is where it? we're headed. And we are featuring a beer from Dogfish Head, one that we have not featured before, ever. It's and pretty new, isn't it? One that, well, let's see. On my my personal untapped, I've featured it before. I had it in 2012, so it's oh, been around. I guess not. That oh, okay. But huh. then the second time I checked into it was uh, 20 seconds ago. 21, <laughs> 22, 23. So I haven't had it, but more than more than once. <clears throat> and this is the Dogfish Head 75 minute IPA. And uh, if you're familiar with Dogfish Head, you know they have several of their uh, IPA. Time series. You've got the sixty-minute IPA, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty pretty straightforward I, uh, American IPA. It's kind of their their mainstream, I guess. And right? then, yeah, the ninety-minute IPA. I think that one has a bigger following than the sixty-minute. Mm. Ninety-minute classifies as an imperial, and then they also have the one hundred and twenty-minute IPA, which comes out uh, only a few times a year. Mm-hmm. If that, and that one's that one's like a a triple IPA or something. It's crazy, right? <clears throat> really, really drippy. So they also have a seventy five minute IPA, which I think is meant to kind of bridge the gap between the standard IPA and the double IPA. And upon reading the label, I see right away why Sawyer picked this up as he's he's gone. But uh, it says this is part of their off centered art series. You know, they, that's their slogan off centered ales for off centered people. Okay. But they also have an art series apparently. And it's the off series, off centered art series featuring art by Michael Hacker. Uh, <laughs> so it do, all do you really think he makes noticed? Sense. Well, no, he probably didn't, but we can consciously. Yeah. I think his yeah. subconscious Saw that, picked it up, and he was drawn to this beer. He's like, yes. I must get this. Oh, ale brewed with maple syrup. Wait, really? <laughs> That's what it says on the label, yeah. Yeah, it's got kind of like a a mad scientist looking it's very cartoony. thing going on here. Pouring some, uh, what is that? He's pouring a bottle that has 60-minute IPA into a vat. Also top, uh, tossing in some hops. And then there's a little siphon of maple syrup going into it also. <laughs> And he has a bottle of 90-minute in his pocket. Oh, yeah, that his brain is like whispering into his ear while pointing at the 90-minute. So it's okay. absolutely <laughs> meant to be a mix between What's with the, two? the random, like, chicken off the table in, on the left side? <laughs> yeah, there's just like a chicken just looking up like, what's going on, guys? And he's got hops, a hop person asleep in a, like, a mason jar. Uh-huh. Okay. This is really so. Strange. <laughs> so here, here, oh, here's the there's deal. a cartoon that this reminds me of. Um, not not like Dexter's Laboratory, but Ren and Stimpy's. Yeah, I was gonna like. say like a, a mixture of Ren and Stimpy and and I don't know it. The art on this is very interesting to say uh, the least. Thanks to so, Michael Hacker. So um, <laughs> real quickly. Um, from their website, because this actually explains why Travis had this many years ago and 
is now just returning to it now. Okay. Um, it's been a minute, but 75-minute IPA is back. Mm. Uh, so what began as a cask-conditioned ale at our Rehoboth Brew Pub back in 2011 quickly grew to become a cult favorite amongst craft enthusiasts. From the Groucho glasses that adorned the label to its slightly dry and lingering bitterness, 75-minute was and is beloved by many. Now, in our latest iteration, this classic IPA is again brewed with maple syrup from Sam's Family Farm in Massachusetts, while being continually hopped throughout the boil, and then dry hopped with a slew of Cascade hops. The result is a malty and earthy brew with citrusy pine aromas, balanced by subtle maple notes. So, you know, I, when you mentioned maple syrup, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to look this up. And so, yes, this was uh, a thing back in 2011, and now they're bringing it back as part of their art series. Uh, I guess people have been asking for it back or something, and, you know, it's just... I find it interesting that it's brewed with maple syrup. I don't know how that comes through. Okay, so going to Michael Hacker's website... Uh, he's done a lot of things that we might recognize. Oh, really? He does the Blink-182 albums. Oh. Um, he also does a lot of stuff in Germany because he's based out of uh, Europe. Um, he's done uh, Dogfish Head stuff, clearly. See, his About Me says uh, he's born 1981 in Fieldkirch, Austria. <clears throat> does a lot of work there. Uh, his clients include... Penguin Books, Red Bull, Mercedes, Slash Snowboards, Dogfish Head, Jung von Matt. I don't know that. Jung von Matt. Oh, there's two. Jung von Matt Denau and Jung von Matt Lamatt. And magazines like Kerrang, Vice, Nido, Geolino, and Datum. But anyway, so yeah, he's done a couple of things that you might have seen. Some album covers for Blink-182. Um, hmm. Penguin Books. I'm sure he does a lot of children's books through them. Red Bull, Mercedes. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. It's interesting. So, he's pretty prolific, I guess. Probably huh. why we recognized the art style a little bit, because he's done so many things that we probably have seen yeah. that you just didn't know who it was. It's definitely uh, definitely distinctive. I'll say that. Yeah. But we've got a beer in front of us. Yes. Yeah. If, if you've been a long-time listener of our uh, podcast, then you'll remember that one of our most high-profile guests that we've ever featured on the podcast was uh, the leader of Dogfish Head, Sam Calgione, yeah. which that was back on the uh, the Pumpkin Ale episode. Mm-hmm. And, oh, 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 my God, Sam, he's coming to the door right now. Whoa, Sam, have a seat. You, what do you want to talk about? Hello, today we are talking about a 75-minute IPA, a beautiful label <laughs> done by, uh, the paintings done by my buddy Johnny Langford, musician from the Mekons and the Waco Brothers. Um, this is exactly between our 60 and 90 minute IPA, 7.5% alcohol, 75 minute continual hopping, uh, but it is naturally carbonated. We use maple syrup uh, in these special tanks behind us to dose in post-fermentation, but right before bottling. Uh, gives it a lot of mouthfeel, complexity, and finer bubbles, so you don't get as filled up when you're drinking 75 minute. Uh, it's available numerous times a year, along with our other bottle commission beers, Namaste and My Antonio. So look for it, enjoy it, 75-minute IPA. Cheers. Namaste still uh, is around, so 
Yeah. I don't know if I've seen the other one around. You know, Sam, I I really appreciate you uh you bringing that up. But I had a question about. Wait, wait, wait where, are you, where are you going? No. <laughs> well, you could have at least not knocked over the bottles when you left, Sam. No he thanks. Always, every Great. time I watch an interview or or something with him, he seems like such a dude, bro. <laughs> You know what well, I mean? Just the way he talks, he's like, so today we're talking about the 75-minute IPA. There yeah. you have it, folks. Uh, Sam Caggione <laughs> returning for a very brief uh, interview, second time on our podcast. Yes. Uh, thanks, Now, he's, he talked about continually hopped for 75 minutes. Uh, I, I knew that, but I always thought it also included, I guess, you know, to be continually hopped, you have to also continuously boil. That was the boil length. Yes. So you have your 60-minute, 75 now, 90, yes. and then 120 are, the, are the, the beers that they have. So with the increasing hop level, you also have increasing alcohol because they're boiling off more more of the liquid. So mm-hmm. just in case listeners were wondering why the, the minute thing was there. This is a pretty dark example, I'd say. I like a, maybe kind of a closer to a copper. It looks like it's been boiled for about 75 minutes yeah wow i think you're i think you're spot on wow yeah it's like a dark (laughs) copper darker than the other ones we've had today so far yeah the darkest one we've had today for sure pretty clear though i mean maybe a slight slight haze but pretty clear pretty nice head there as far as aroma goes i think this is probably the most tame aroma that we've had all day yeah i'd agree which might not be a bad thing, considering some of the aromas were, I mean, the Elysian ones were a little bit too sweet. The Alaskan. Yeah, probably just because they were so old. Yeah. But I don't think this one is, did we find a date? No. Well, that blog post I just read was from October 2018, so. Okay, so it's probably pretty It's probably fresh. pretty fresh, yeah. And Sawyer did not pick this up at Total Wine because he bought it today on the way here. At the Mansfield <clears throat> Beer Store. Which their stuff's usually pretty fresh. That's a great store, by the way, if you've ever been down there. Mm. That's where my dad used to get his kegs from. Mm. And at 7.5% ABV, not the smallest beer we've had today. Also not the strongest. Yeah. No. Do get a nice uh, a nice overall impression on this beer. You do get the, the hops that come through the aroma. Mm-hmm. You get some nice multi-character. Seems to be fairly well balanced between those two. Yeah. It's actually really enjoyable. Hmm. Flavor to match. Get a little bit of, almost a little bit of mint character in the flavor. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, some other like pine spruce notes. Yeah, I was thinking spruce. Like a, you know, gin kind of note. Yes. Very fresh. Which which is what I was initially thinking when you said Mint. Because the two things I think are are pretty close. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's not nearly as 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 much spruce as the spruce sculpin. No, that we had recently that one was uh, <laughs> the spruce. It's a little sculpin. over the top. Over the um, top. Yeah. Goodness, yes. But but this is it's got that hint of of freshness that's very welcoming. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it doesn't do anything overly dominatingly. It's. It's got a very pleasant hop presentation. Um, you know, I I don't necessarily detect the maple, but I think he mentioned that that was uh, 
a carbonating mm-hmm. agent anyway. Yeah, probably so it was ferment gonna it out. Ferment out. Um, but speaking of carbonation, carbonation level on it's perfect too. Oh yeah, it's great. It's um, it's got a nice you know moderate mouthfeel to it. Mm-hmm. This is probably my favorite beer of the day. I do like this. It's very just very solid through and through. Um, would it be a world class example of an IPA? Uh, probably not. It's yeah, it's a little more restrained. I mean, yeah, I was about to say in the in the world of hophead's, you're expecting something to punch you in the face. Yeah, this is not that. No. no, 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 but still very flavorful and and enjoyable. Which I then I then think back to what does the sixty minute IPA taste like, and what does the ninety minute IPA taste like, and I think this is probably a good happy medium between the two. The ninety minute we had, uh, well, uh. Or pretty early on into our beer drinking career, mm-hmm. uh, back in the apartment, and it was yeah. just it was disgusting because there well, was so much. Back in the time happening. we didn't like IPAs, yeah, we thought let's try a ninety minute. <laughs> oh, good, because that was a good decision. Yeah, because yeah. we've uh, heard about Dogfish Head before, and so well, try let's try a beer, and it was it was too much for us. And then you know, flash forward 10, 10 12 years, and it's a completely different story. Yeah. I'm right. sure the way that it's brewed probably has changed too. Better or worse, I don't know. Mm. I like I, this. It, this yeah, could this is definitely fantastic. be a, a daily drinker if I had this on tap at at my home brewery. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, no oh, sure. god, <laughs> yes. If I could, if I could brew like this, my god, I'd brew it every day. <laughs> you know, and uh, thinking about the different iterations of this beer, I don't ever remember I'm sure I've had 120 I've had it before but I don't remember it it We've was so long but it was I know I don't remember <sighs> it it just, it yeah. just feels like it was so long ago I think I had it on my birthday uh, my mom bought a bottle of it and did we have it on the podcast are you sure we left the studio and took a remote trip to World of Beer and tried it oh, there oh that's right okay I'm starting to remember that now okay <clears throat> I don't yeah. remember what episode that was. You can go to brewstyles.com and click on the Feature Beer tab it is, to find out. It is almost it. exactly what you would expect an Imperial IPA to taste like with like kind of just the, like not, it's 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 got the hop, you know, pre- pretty intense hop flavor, but it's also got like a weird malty backbone slash just sweetness. Like every single Imperial IPA. This is why I keep Travis around, because he remembers this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. Right, he's got a brain for beer stuff. I don't, I don't like. I could say I, I don't think I've ever had this. He'd be like, oh yeah, you had it. It was eight years ago, and it was at my apartment on this day, and it was raining. I'm like, how the hell do you remember that? But he does. So right, that's why whenever I'm out somewhere, I'll text Travis. Be like, have I had this before? Wow, there you go. Because you know, anything that I've had in the last, you know seven or eight years I can look on untapped but anything past that before untapped existed I have to text Travis <laughs> right <laughs> but anyway I mean hmm. I imagine that uh, our poundability rating is going to be different for this one so what's your poundability I was going to say eight I was going to go much higher also yeah um Let's see, the last one, well, the first two were both fives. The last one I said was a six, maybe seven. This is definitely a solid, I'll go eight. I will go there. 
Yeah, I can give it an eight too. It's but you know, it's seven point five percent. But I don't pick that up at all. Right. I was gonna say though, if I'm gonna say because this is really good, I like this a lot. And if mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the poundability on this one's an eight, then I'm gonna have to also say the smash is an eight. Because uh, two different beers. I know. I know. But the simplicity of the smash beer and the pilsner malt being the base is why I said it was poundable. And so having this one with it not being as simplistic and as straightforward, being a solid beer, thinking back on the smash, I'm like, eh, that was pretty dang poundable too. But halfway through the bottle, you're going to think, this is a weird beer. And then you, your throat's going to start closing up. And then you get the sniff choke. And- sniff choke? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, with that being said, maybe I'll I'll keep Alaskan at a seven because there you of go. the eight and a half percent. Yeah, there you I was going to say that um, solely because of the alcohol percentage, not because of the flavor profile. That's a smart choice. <laughs> yep. Even though I really, really enjoyed the smash from Alaskan, I like both of those. Yeah, but the seventy-five minute. It just checks every box for when I'm looking for an IPA. It's not, you know, going for ultra dank like some places are right now. Mm -hmm. It's not going for um, ultra bitter like some places are right now. Or super juicy and yeah, it's it's just not a new. Even though it's from that area, it's not a New England IPA. Oh no no no, (laughs) Um, it's just got everything it's uh, like i i would say it's refreshing if we're going back to drinking this at the racetrack as an example i you know if if a racetrack had this on on tap i'd absolutely go for it um i'd be able to drink this on a hot day and get pretty well toasted on it being seven point something percent um buy a bottle of this and get shammered exactly <laughs> you're welcome for that i mean Is this rumpkin <laughs> Pretty sure that was Rumpkin. Probably was. Uh, no, but this one is, uh, you know, I I could see myself going through a six-pack of this in a dangerously low amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this would be a really good lake beer. Oh, yeah, it would be. I like this. I do. Quite a bit. Now, as far as the BJCP goes... Uh, with it being 7.5%, that's kind of on the cusp of American IPA versus Imperial. I think that's on the upper end of American IPA. Right. Are you looking up American? Yes. I'll look up Imperial and and we'll see how far away the numbers are because I don't remember exactly what they are. Okay, it'd be category 21A... American IPA, the OG uh, ABV range is from 5.5 to 7.5. So, yes, this is at the very top end of the American IPA category. Would you say the high end was 7.5? Yes. So, specialty IPA, because there's no technically marked imperial, specialty IPA goes from 6.2 to 9.5. Hmm. So there is a slight overlap there. Okay. The next category, 22, does have double IPA 
for strong American ale. That one is from 7.5 all the way to 10%. But specialty does, uh, it says. So this one could fit in both as far as right. alcohol range. Because it does say isn't a distinct style, but uh, down below it says style comparison. says this style may be spicier, stronger, drier, or more fruity than American IPA. So I think there is, there's three different levels here. You've got American specialty, which overlaps American, but also overlaps double. So... I mean, you've got a couple of different options there as, as far as entering your beer. Yes, if you had something like this, then you could enter it. Really, you could three enter times. it in three different categories. See where it does the uh-huh. best. I don't think that I would enter it as an American. I think if I were to double enter, it would be a specialty and a double. Okay, so entering specialty as just... A stronger version of an American A, a strong... A strong American IPA? Yeah. Okay. I got you. Because 21B specialty um, <clears throat> says beers entered as this style are not experimental beers. They're a collection of currently produced types of beer that may or may not have any market longevity. Category also allows for expansion, so potential future IPA variants. That's a shot. Romulan Blue IPA. I'm going to brew one of those. Why not? Hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> The only common element is that they have the balance and overall impression of an IPA, typically an American IPA, but with some minor tweak. So you could say it is a stronger version and enter it as specialty. Did you say Romulan blue? Yeah. How would you fit that into your Star Wars nomenclature? <laughs> Let's start Trek. I know, but how would yeah, you fit it into your Star Wars? Fredo <laughs> did blue milk with his wheat beer. Huh, okay. I don't know. Figure something out. Yeah, it'd have a, to be something like a... Like a, a crossover... Yeah. Um, <laughs> different dimension. <laughs> different dimension double IPA. I don't know. <laughs> it's just really funny that they in, they include that in yeah. the description as hmm. a possibility. As a potential for the future, yes. A Romulan blue IPA. I've always like, thought that like, was one Like, really? <laughs> That's yes, where you went too. with that? Of course. Think about the people that are making these guidelines. <laughs> They are exactly the same as us. <laughs> yes. No difference. <laughs> anyway, uh, I killed this already. It's a good beer. Mm. Yeah? As far as BJCP goes, entered as specialty or double. It'll at least be very good. Uh, yeah, it'd, it'd probably be mid-30s at least. For sure. If not high 30s. Yeah, it, it's a well-made beer. It's not an award-winning beer, but it's one that I would drink the yeah. crap out of yeah. uh, day in and day out. I'd probably put it around 37. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see this being almost sessionable. <laughs> I don't, I don't get, I don't get alcohol warmth off of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Alcohol. <laughs> you, okay, yeah, when you, when yeah, you, exactly. when, when you make that a drop, you have to uh, slow it down like by half. Alcohol volume. Yeah, it's hard. That one. Yeah. Yeah, right. Alcohol Saying alcohol is hard. Alcohol. It's not that hard. Goodness. I only, I'm only alcohol. on alcohol. I'm only on a podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have another beer. We do. One it's, more? Yes. Just one. Well, yeah. we got to get on another plane. Our, we, we our, our flipping... Uh, our air, travel bill. Our travel bill's gone high today. Yeah. Travel agent from, sucks. From Alaska all the way over to Delaware, and we're going to go back to Alaska because we have nothing better to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so 
Up next on our trip back to Alaska from Delaware via Alaska um, is Alaskan Amber, which I imagine is pretty much their flagship beer. I think it's the one that I've seen uh, the most around. If, if a place is going to carry Alaskan, they're probably going to carry this Amber. Um, this is one that we have had on the prod- podcast. I almost said podcast again. Podcast. Pro- you did say it. <laughs> Uh, so this one is ringing in at 5.3% alcohol by volume and best by January 30th, 2019. So my beers at least have been fresh. How about that? All right. Uh, turns out if you want a fresh beer, don't go to Total Wine. Ooh. Oh. But if Total Wine wants to sponsor us, we'll stop saying negative things about you. you anyway. <laughs> Speaking uh, of which, go join the American Homebrewers Association. Please do. <laughs> Through our website. All right. So, I mean, this is a beer we've had in the podcast before. Uh, it's a beer that yeah, probably many of our listeners have at least looked at, um, if not tried. Um, in yeah. fact, the guy at Craft Beer Cellar, when he saw that I picked it up, he's like, oh, one of the best right there. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, definitely. And so... Um, it's we have had this before. Sawyer, what what episode yeah. was it? It was episode fifteen. No. Well, I don't think it was quite that one, but yeah. it was earlier in the podcast era. I think the uh, the alt beer episode because even though it says amber on the label, it really fits in as an alt beer, alt mm-hmm. style ale, huh? And I believe that this is a commercial example for the alt beer. Yes, on the BGCP guidelines. Okay. Interesting. I didn't actually notice that. <laughs> so, just looking at um, Alaskan on Untapped, um, so Smoke white quarter. the yeah. Alaskan white is one that we also get in the area. Um, mm-hmm. I've also checked into Hopothermia. That sounds vaguely familiar. Which it, I mean, it, that's their double IPA. It might be. I the, was at World of Beer apparently back oh, in February I'm of twenty fourteen. Um, Sierra Nevada. They also have a pale ale called Free Ride. They have a Kolsch. They have a winter ale, smoked porter. They have a husky IPA. The smoked porter is probably their most uh, like well-renowned beer they make. Right. When I had the husky IPA, I was at the automobile building. So that would have been uh, Big uh, Texas. BTBF, yeah. Uh, Heritage Coffee Brown Ale. I checked into that one. At the Holiday Inn Express and Suites, DFW. So that would have been a Christmas party. (laughs) (laughs) So we do get several of of their things. Um, But if you're going to be at like a Kroger that has Alaskan, they're going to have the Alaskan Amber. Oh, Spruce IPA. I've also checked into that one. Where was that? Have you ever been to Kroger Marketplace? Also with the automobile (laughs) building. Ooh, they have a raspberry wheat. Anyway, so they have a good selection. Uh, oh, I yeah. wish they would distribute more. Um, they also have one called Juno Juice, which sounds strange. Well, all of their beer is uh, is it's pretty good, you know. The the, the water sourced from <laughs> Juno icebergs and things right. like that. Not from the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> nope, it's icebergs. Um, so this one is, I'd say, very clear, brilliantly clear, almost. Oh yeah, well, the alt beer. It's you know yeah. Is that a lager? It's a hybrid style. Yeah. Right. So you get like the flavorfulness of a beer that's fermented at 
ale temperatures, but then it's lagered for an extended period of time to kind of smooth out the edges. Yeah. Okay. This hmm. is a really good beer. It's slightly sweet, but not over the top. Very crisp. Um, something you would expect to get from Alaska, I guess. Yeah, very lovely, uh, like sweet caramel notes in the aroma. It's very smooth. Um, this is not a hoppy example at all compared oh, no. to the, the IPAs that we've had already. This Which one is, is I wanted to save it to the end smooth for mm-hmm. that reason. Oh, yeah, this is this is a good come-down beer from all the hops. You know, it's got a lot of bread crust, toasted notes like you would get from a Dunkel. I mean, a Dunkel, yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, I'm, I, I was thinking... Something along those lines too. I I almost had Martin come up in my mind, um, but that might. I think that the Dunkel example is probably better. They're very similar. Yeah. Um. This is a great beer. Oh yeah. Poundability at ten. <laughs> What's the ABV on this one? I don't even. Uh, know. Five point something. Oh, five point yeah. three. It's super approachable. Oh yeah. Super easy to drink. Super poundable. Oh, this might be um, something. At, we, we we talk about this every so often. Um, the the beer that you would get a BMC drinker to drink to introduce them to craft beer, and this is a candidate. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of on the sweet side, a little bit, a little bit. Um, it's like and a step two. Yeah, and a a different kind of sweet than you would get from a like corn lager. You know, uh, yeah. those those do have a, a sweetness about them, but different kind of sweetness. So this is this might be the kind of beer that somebody's like, oh, I don't like dark beers. Oh yeah, that you. It's like okay, we'll try this one. Yeah, it's not dark. It's no. moderately dark. It's darker than <laughs> somebody who drinks Dos Equis all the time drinks. So oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, something a little sweeter than you would you know like a international dark lager. Uh, mm-hmm. This would be a good segue from that, maybe. Right. Yeah, because you got you know Negromodello, as Sawyer so eloquently said earlier. Ugh, yeah, he uh, didn't do a good job. <laughs> of course, that's we did not check the explicit. That's box. not a that's not an international dark lager, the Negromodello. I that's think that classifies else. as a Vienna lager. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's a Vienna lager. Hmm. I knew it was something different. Um, but, you know, kind of in the same mm-hmm. vein as, as that might might be a good transition from there. Yeah. Somebody's like, oh, I don't like dark beers. It tastes like coffee or something, you know. Yeah. If you're not a coffee drinker and you want to try dark beer, this would be a good one to go for. Yeah. Very good. Very good for that, I'd say. It's a, uh, yeah, super, super approachable, super, uh, I mean, it's just tasty. Poundability at 10. <laughs> anyway, what's poundability? Poundability at 10. Well, um, Amari, <laughs> yeah, we were going to talk about it, but I guess you <laughs> just kind of jumped right in there. Um. I don't know that I go quite up to 10. No, I was thinking about that. I think Eight. the that beer goes to, to 11. Whoa, Sawyer, where'd you come from? And he probably would say it goes yeah. to 11. There's, yeah, um, well, th- th- there's a sweetness to this one, and there's a little bit of a, a fullness to the mouthfeel. Like, it's more medium, but like not. it's it's definitely it not like a pill. It sits heavy in the stomach. That's true, yes. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's probably why I would say more along the lines of eight. I'd probably go 8.5. Yeah. This is the most poundable I've had today. It It's, it's so well done. Very smooth. Um, I, I love the, uh, the lager characteristics that come from the alt beer. Mm-hmm. Smoothing it out. Yeah. Easily an eight. Might edge up more than that, but I'll, I'll settle with an eight for now. <laughs> now is a BJCP. Well, it's for an all beer. My God, yeah, we've it, mentioned already. It's it's commercial listed. example. We you know mid to high forties, <laughs> just by default. Yep, BJCP now, did I, your work for this one. Are you looking up all beer right now? Yes, I am because. I, we mentioned um, category seven B Dunkel. Given to me as a Dunkel, I would still rate it pretty dang high. Hmm. Okay, category seven B Alt beer. Commercial examples: Bolton Alt, Debels Alt, Fruschen Alt, Original Schulschul Alt, Schlosser Alt. So basically, Schumacher a bunch Alt. of German beers. Alt. That last that last one was U E R I G E. Ureg. 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 Yeah. I've never heard of any of these. And I've never had any of these. But I still would put this up against uh, any of those. Oh, so it's not a commercial example. Not in 7B alt beer. There's different levels of alt, though. Because you got the shtick alt. And. Uh, well, maybe you don't. Okay, looking through the guidelines, Stickalt. Well, Stickalt's a, a kind of different. That's like a specialty. Thing. Yeah. Read the um, overall impression for all beer. Alas, A L A S K. I'm starting there. All right. Uh, overall impression for seven B alt beer: a well balanced, well attenuated bitter. Yet malty, clean, and smooth amber to copper-colored German beer. The bitterness is balanced by the malt richness, but the malt intensity and character can range from moderate to high. Parentheses, the bitterness increases with the malt richness. Hmm. I'm really not reading anything I'm not tasting in this beer right now. It's balance, balance seems the key. Overall impression for 8A Munich Dunkel. Characterized by depth, richness, and complexity typical of darker Munich malts with the accompanying Maillard products. Deeply bready, toasty, often with chocolate-like flavors in the freshest examples, but never harsh, roasty, or astringent. A decidedly malt-balanced beer, yet still easily drinkable. Hmm. I'd say this one is like 85% there for Dunkel. So this beer could easily fall within either of those categories. It would tank in the appearance because I don't think the color is nearly what it should be for a Munich Dunkel. It should uh, be a little darker, you think? <clears throat> deep copper, which that's what this is. This is at least deep copper, yeah. I'd say this is, yeah, this is right on deep copper. I'd say. Deep copper to dark brown is what oh. uh, Munich Dunkel says. Okay, that's a wide range. 
Yeah. So I think I seriously do think it could be hmm. entered as either. If I brewed this, I would enter it as both. I would double enter it and see where it lands. Yeah. Because yeah. this Damn. is, I mean, you do get the notes of like you know toasted bread crusts. Oh yeah, totally. Just, just very the, the the richness in the malt complexity is uh, is quite apparent in this beer. It's like Munich Dunkel. The SRM is fourteen to twenty eight. Mm. That's wide. Yeah, this definitely falls within that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know the the range for that was was quite that. Yeah, that much. I thought Munich Dunkel was just always like dark brown. No, no. This lager. actually this color is what I think of when I think Munich Dunkel. If you hold it up to the light, it's got that reddish hue. Uh, it seems too light to me. I don't know. But it has that. It still has the flavor profile. It does. Of something with like toasted bread crust and um, this this particular example doesn't have the chocolate <laughs> notes that you might expect from a Munich Dunkel, uh, like something uh, straight out of Germany that you might get. But still, I think it, it could do well in either category. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, the more I drink it, the more sweet malt bread crust I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Of course, that might have something to do with the fact that we've been drinking hoppy beers all day. That is very if you, true. If you this think is... back to our episode that we had uh, with Rabbit Hole. Think back. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> do you remember he had us drink the beers he brought in a specific order? Yes, he had the off with the red and the rapture brown. Yeah, in a specific sequence. Because if you were drinking really hoppy beers and your tongue and your palate is attuned to that bitter flavor and you know mouthfeel that you've been getting, then you drink the the sweet brown, and it's even more sweet. Like it's polarizing. Yes. So maybe the fact that we've been drinking all these IPAs today and all of a sudden we had this alt beer, we're thinking it's a lot more sweet and malty than it actually is. Yeah, it's like, wow, this is incredibly smooth yeah. and just like, oh, wow, the, the bread notes are there. Ooh. I feel like I taste everything in this beer. <clears throat> yeah. it's I, Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to listen back I to know, the... I, I think yeah. it exits my like tongue area. It's the car. <laughs> yeah, top of that. I'd have to listen back to the all beer episode again to see my initial impressions of this beer because I know we had this one on that episode. Ah, yeah. Um, to see if I mentioned something about Munich Dunkel because that has been a style that I've been very much in love with ever since we did that episode. Oh, and I've sure. tried to brew it several times um, and moderately successful with it, but I haven't found a recipe that I'm like, yes. Right. Not yet. I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's it's a totally drinkable and approachable style. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But anyway. Well, this episode's gone all over the map. <laughs> yeah, so to speak. <laughs> We've had a good representation of uh, Washington and Alaska, even though we've only had one specific style from... So, one and so does this count as two. both states? I guess so. We, we don't. 
Washington you, slash Alaska. So what I would Delaware. say is um, <laughs> from from here on out, we should be on the lookout for. I I don't think we're gonna see many more Alaskan beers here. Um, but we should be on the lookout for another Washington beer because I I feel like the distribution is better than we saw this weekend. And so if we if we happen upon another Washington beer, we'll pick it up and we'll we'll do kind of an ongoing little series on them. Um because you know, I I just don't feel like Elysian is is the only Washington beer we can find no, here. No, for sure. And um, I- I mean, it got to the point where I was like, eh, should I pick up a cider? Because we get a lot of ciders from Washington. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, I was shocked when I couldn't find more than just Elysian. Yeah. Here's a list of breweries from Washington. Red Hook. Yeah. Which we get most of the time. However, I, I, we, we have in the past. I've seen it. To find, because Red Hook IPA, we, we have Red in Hook the past. ESB. Those are the two things that I've seen from Red Hook. Longhammer. Long hammer. I mean, I've yeah. got a, I've got a couple beer spots up near where I live. I'll check them out. Um, Georgetown Brewing, no. Mac and Jacks, no. Elysian, yeah, we've had that huh. today. Fish Brewing Company, no, never seen Thanks. it. Pike, seen that one. Well, Pike was really big in our in our area like five years ago. I don't think they distribute here anymore. Hales Ales, okay. what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Fremont Brewing. Maritime Pacific Brewing, Ram Restaurant. Oh, that's a uh, um, that's B. Uh, no, no, that's Humperdinck's parent company. Oh, is it? So technically, Humperdinck's beer is from, from Ram International. Washington. Okay. Uh, Boundary Bay, Scuttlebutt. Mm. What? Diamond Knot, like K N O T, Diamond Knot. Silver City, Iron Horse, No Lee. But beer. Oh, Noli. We've, Noli, we've, we've seen. seen. Yeah. Uh, Snoqualmie Falls. Bless you. Okay. Uh, Big Ale. Two beers brewing. It's better than Little Ale. Dick's Brewing Company. Oh, excuse you. <laughs> Harmon Brewing. <laughs> McMenamins. Mc- we're we're doing great. McMenamin. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Read that, Travis. <coughs> uh, icicle brewing no <laughs> above that. oh snap uh yeah mcminimins mcminimins egg mcmuffin uh egg mcmuffin <laughs> there said. it is uh elliot bay icicle brewing port townsend american brewing company ice harbor anyway odin we have some odin stuff maybe most of these I've never heard of before. Um, yeah, there's a lot there that I haven't heard of. Lazy Boy. I thought that was a furniture company. Lazy uh, Boy, we can make a dream. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I haven't heard of any of these. Yeah, I was disappointed we couldn't find more of the Washington State variety beers that I've seen in the past. Iron Goat. But I understand that distribution changes with the wind, yeah. uh, especially yeah. if you are not making the, the profit you are expecting in that region. Then why send your beer there if they're not buying it? Yeah, especially because 
so much of our beer market right now is being dominated by the like five breweries a day that open. So, well, listen to this: <laughs> Washington Brewery production, uh, the four largest breweries, Red Hook, Elysian, Georgetown, and Mac and Jacks, accounted for sixty-two percent of all Washington beer production. I productions. feel like we should have been able to find a Red Hook, and we just but, couldn't. Noli is not on that list, and we've received we've Noli them. beer. Yeah. Huh. So it's really, you know, dealer's choice, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to distribute or not? Because Red Hook and Elysian, we've seen. Georgetown and Mac and Jack's, I've never seen before. Nope. No. But those four breweries accounted for 60, 62% of all the Washington beer. <clears throat> Noli's not on that list, but we've seen them. So, I like Mac and Cheese, but I don't like Mac and Jack's. Yeah. Anyway, so interesting. Malls. It is, you know, Washington's a good ways from here. <clears throat> yeah. From Texas. As anyway. is Alaskan. Oh. Alaska. Well, yeah. it's the only brewery from Alaska that we get. Yeah, the, I'm going to say that this is probably definitely our Alaska episode. And if we happen probably, to see. Yeah. Definitely. Probably definitely. I yeah. checked my rate beer account, and the other brewery I've had from Alaska was Midnight Sun. And I've had 12 beers from them. Every single one of them looked like it was at a, a beer uh, trading or beer tasting. Okay. Where some dude brings a bottle he got in a, a FedEx box and share it with people. <laughs> right. Because I have never, never seen Midnight Sun no, uh, on the shelves here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, well if, we, if, if, if we ever see another Washington brewery, we'll pick it up. Um, as for next week, are we going to do another state? Or are we going to do a style? Are we going to do? Let's try to do. Let's do a style. We haven't done a style in a long time. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us this week when we visited Washington and Alaska and Delaware. Yeah, yeah, in Alaska again. <laughs> the Union Jack IPA. Well, not that one. Yeah. Sorry. Eh. It was fun. It was a good episode. I think. Uh, join us next week when we revisit stouts with a twist. Stout it out. Cheers until then. Bye. <laughs>